I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Alright, in three, two, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined by my first day one. Oh, yes. From the Seeing Stars podcast, and now, 105.3 The Fan. What you got for me, Josh Dak? Man, just hanging out. Hanging out. I am getting married in a month. You a are. Month t- a month tomorrow. Wow. And I, I am finally going to see you in person again. Which That's true. I'm... I'm very much looking forward to. Yeah, I'm in the wedding, so thanks you, for, thanks you for are, having me so, in your wedding. So hopefully, please show up because <laughs> the, there's gonna be a spot missing if if you don't like. Just if a you, big gap. I'm not gonna fill the hole. No, like, just mind the gap. <laughs> just too late in the game. <laughs> Is it as crazy as everyone says? What? Just the planning the, a wedding and everything. You know, <laughs> honestly. Well, I mean, you know, you know my fiance Megan, and so she is. I mean, she's a crazy person. She she is, but she's (laughs) so. I mean, she she does this for a living. Like she's a wedding coordinator and she's an event coordinator, and so it has been relatively stress free. I mean, there have been some things like crazy family members who are getting offended because they thought they were going to get an invite and they didn't. You didn't invite family members. They're okay. There's some. That's bold. That's bold. You know what? You have to make a cut somewhere. There has has to be a line drawn. Wow. But relatively, it's been been a stress-free process. So it hasn't been bad. So it has not been like the Maverick season so far. Because the Maverick season has not been stress-free. Ups and downs, man. Oh, my God. I mean, you know know better than anybody. You and Isaac. Just because, man. Gosh. By the way, it's... If you don't know who this is uh, that's with me on the podcast right now, this is Josh Dak, and Josh Dak and I go way back. <coughs> we we went to school together. We met at Dallas Baptist University, where we both attended university slash secondary school. I don't know what else you guys call it out there in different parts of the world. Uh, we get so many listens from other parts of the world, by the way. So sometimes yeah. I have, sometimes I like explain things. Like I explained Halloween the other day, and I was like, "Did I need to do that?" It's like I probably did. Shout out, yeah, shout out Slovenia. Shout out to the seriously, that, Slovenia. Uh, you still, guys are listening. Still from. watching YouTube videos <laughs> in Slovenia. Listen to the podcast. Um, but Josh Dag and I went to school together. We started the Seeing Stars podcast together, and that was a great time. I enjoyed doing that. Mm. Um, we did that probably once a week for a good two years, right? Yeah, it was close to two years. I mean, for sure. I mean, we were we were doing it every single week. Uh, yeah. For the better part of a year and a half, and then it started weaning off. It was kind of we we started graduating and doing and other we did things, it but stuff. yeah, yeah. And then it then it just became a two man pod. Yeah, we it was all about it was Mavericks, but it was also Rangers and Cowboys, Dallas Stars sometimes, FC Dallas sometimes, Wings all the time. <laughs> Dallas, Always Dallas, Dallas wings. wings all the time. <laughs> Love the Dallas Wings. Uh, so we did that for a while, and then uh, and then we did this thing called the Fan Phenom, and uh, where one hundred five three did this contest where it's basically American Idol for radio hosts for sports radio hosts. And what so, a weird way to put that. And so we. Uh, <laughs> We go to these different. We went to these different events, and it was me and Josh, another guy that was on our podcast, 
And uh, out of like what, 700 applicants? Yeah, that's about right. 700 applicants. They picked <laughs> three people as finalists. And it was me and Josh and another guy and that we didn't know that was like another, this middle-aged guy. that We were not convinced he, he existed. He had like a Hotmail account and it didn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, he had a Hotmail account. I forgot he had a Hotmail account. <laughs> and so we were like blown away that it was, that it was just the, like the two of us and very sad yeah. for our friend who did not make it, <laughs> who went to all the events with us. Yeah. Um, but then it essentially, you know, came down to me and me versus Josh and, uh, Josh got the job. And so now Josh is on, on the fan. Yes, sir, man. It's, it's been cool. I mean, it's, you know, I've, I've learned so much from it and I have so much appreciated the opportunity and formed relationships and that's been great, but obviously there's the good and bad parts of radio. Oh, sure. Um, but you know, I am so like blessed and thankful for that opportunity that you know we even had had i mean who else gets afforded the opportunity to do something like that and so it's it's been cool and there's there's been the pluses that have come from it and what i tell people daily is like if i was to never be on air after today i think i'd be totally fine with that i'd be okay yeah yeah and the one of the in the finalists uh, we all came together and we did an hour on air. So I've been on one Oh five three. And, uh, and so you're just kind of like, man, like what an experience, what an opportunity. It's uh it was super fun. I was on with, mm-hmm. with, uh, Kevin Hagelin from KNC masterpiece and shippy, I think too. Right? Yes. Jonathan shippy shipman ship me for shippy from uh, Ben and skin. So, so yeah, yeah. so, uh, we Tolo and, uh, <laughs> we like one Oh five three. I am, uh, I'm biased towards that, that station, of course, because I almost got a job with them. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Likewise. So, all right. Well, enough about us. Let's get to the Mavericks. Uh, we're recording this on, late on Thursday night. The Mavericks today play the uh, Golden State Warriors. This is a bonus pod, essentially, for you guys this weekend. Josh was uh, was available, and I was like, man, I haven't talked to Josh in a while. Isaac's out doing whatever he's doing, and so I was like, let's just do a bonus podcast. It's a, it's a good reason. I mean, there's not – I can't think of a better reason to hop on and – I mean, talk life, but dude, talk Mavericks. Let's, let's <laughs> how, freaking do it. How are you feeling with the Mavericks season so far? It's been up and down. They've won four yeah. out of their last five. They play the Warriors tonight. Luka has been better than expected, as expected. What were your expectations, and how are you feeling about everything? Uh, you know, when I went into this year, I think the thing that excited me about this team is there were no expectations, really. Like we, Because we came off two years of a very – tumultuous a very a desi- yeah it was designed plan to tank and to acquire a high draft pick and we did that really successfully two years in a row and then you bring in a guy like <coughs> excuse me um you bring in a guy like deandre jordan who led the league in rebounding last year and is a guy who we knew was going to make a you know was going to make a impact and was gonna his presence was gonna be felt on this team. So it was interesting because there's so much excitement that surrounds the young portion of this team with Dennis Smith Jr. and Luca, but then you have these veterans that you know DeAndre Jordan who just turned thirty. Then you have you know Harrison Barnes coming coming into his third year. You know still still we haven't seen Dirk yet, but. Dirk Wesley Matthews so there just isn't a whole lot of expectation for me um 
you just kind of expected competent, right? Like you were finally excited yeah. after the two years of, and the first year for sure wasn't built around tanking. Like they got Andrew, and, they got Andrew yeah. Bogut, they got they got Harrison Barnes, and they were excited about you know the idea of you know being you know like people talked about them as a playoff team and all this stuff, and right? Then, and then uh, you know obviously that did not happen at all. And then you get Dennis, and then last year was kind of like, all right, we're starting a rookie point guard. We're actually going to be bad. Um, maybe they'll be, you know, they'll be decent if Dennis can come in and be like, you know, Donovan Mitchell level. We didn't know Donovan Mitchell was going to be that, but if he can Mm -hmm. be that level of player, then maybe they can be like the jazz and sneak, you know, sneak into having a good, you know, a good record maybe. And you know where I was at honestly with it is that I said this year after, after going through the summer that we did and acquiring the pieces that we did, I was excited to be a fan again. I was excited to be somebody who was rooting for a win like if the Mavericks were going into the fourth quarter going into crunch time and had an opportunity to win a game I'm not actively rooting for a loss because you know (laughs) it's just going to you know my tankathon dreams were just going to hold up and that I was going to be able to like go and look at the standings and have a better shot at the number one pick like no that's I was I was able to root for my team to win again and that was super exciting now I guess on the Luka front my expectations for him were high like everybody else. But for me personally, I mean, I've I've been so impressed with what I've seen. Like, he's he's so savvy. Like, he just, he runs things at his pace, and he doesn't move any quicker, and he still gets the job done. Yeah, he gets to his spots. Uh, the word that I've heard from everybody, and I talked about this at the beginning of the season, I'm going to keep talking about this until people stop talking about it, is control. Like, he's just so yeah. under control. He, the turnovers have been a problem, but you can go look at my YouTube channel, watch all the turnovers that he had through his first 12 games, and kind of get the idea of where, where he is with his turnovers. Some of it is because of adjusting the NBA, you know, traveling, stuff like that. He doesn't he doesn't get the grace <laughs> that he got overseas with calls. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. He used to get, you know, kind of get away with stuff. Forced passes to teammates where he doesn't understand, you know, where a teammate's going to be or a teammate doesn't, you know, they just not, aren't synced yet. Uh, forced passes like that. And then there are some bad passes, obviously. And, you know, every, I mean, LeBron throws bad passes sometimes and he's probably the greatest passer in the NBA right now. And, uh, and so, you know, stuff like that happens with his turnovers, but he's just so controlled in every other aspect of his game pretty much. Um, and you know what I what I like about him is it's the same reason that I like Joe Ingles. And it's the same reason that I like Nikola like Jokic. Because they're white. Well, because one, they run like me. Like I move <laughs> the same way on the basketball court. Like my knees also look like they hurt. But two, <laughs> I just he's he's so I mean, he's he's just crafty. Like he just gets yeah. things done even though he looks like, you know just kind of this lumbering creature like he'll just he he'll just hunch. Put, he has his hunch when he put, plays still yeah he just kind of has this he's kind of like the humpback in notre dame except six eight and can drop 25 on you if you want him if to. the hunchback of notre dame was like got a spinal adjustment like if he could go to a <laughs> if he could go to if he could go to a chiropractor and like get that fixed do you think he'd be close to like six foot no. Oh, are you talking about Hunchback? Like the actual Hunchback. Like if he could get that fixed. I mean, Hunchback had some real short legs, like very short That's legs. That's true. So. Yeah, yeah. His I wingspan. Mean, he, his wingspan was good though. Like he, he had was, some big hands. He had some meaty paws. He had some real paws on him. So, do you um, think is the hunch like 
they drew it, and when they drew it, it doesn't look like a normal person hunchback. Like, like is is there just like a spine that goes up and down? The, the, I don't know. The, the hump, or is it just like there's a, so many theories? I think he's he could be carrying like I don't know. But it's like a camel. There's extra, like water up. He, yeah, he could be carrying like extra food in there. He could be like wow, another human. Just wow. like two pods ago, I described Luca as having an avatar state. And and uh, comparing him to the Avatar from Avatar: The Last Airbender, and now we're comparing okay. him to the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> like honestly, he the most two different characters in ca- any so cartoons. Meaning, <laughs> meaning, he is a mythical creature. Like he's yeah. just he, there, there is there is no comp. There's no comp for Luca. We have to go to <laughs> animated films. <laughs> All right, on that note, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll. Uh, Let's discuss this. Uh, let's discuss this DeAndre Jordan situation a little bit. Let's go for it. Yeah, I'm ready for you. All right, I guess we're back. Uh, okay, straight from straight, straight from the rumor mill himself, according to Brian Windhorst, he is the 31st franchise in the NBA. Adrian Wojnarowski reports Carmelo Anthony does have an offer. Puerto Rico's national team, JJ Barrett tells ESPN, if he ever wants a chance to represent us, it would be awesome to have him. JJ, stop talking. Stop talking for the country. He is going to slow down ball. He's going to slow down ball movement. He's going to be a just absolute clog in your system. What are you doing? (laughs) They'll never qualify. They won't, man. This will be his fastest point. That would be like his sixth Olympics, though, right? Listen, yes, it if probably he, would. Well, he is the, if, if he, he is, makes it to the Olympics. That is the Michael Phelps of basketball, which he needs to listen to T-Mac, and he just needs a call today because people are just taking a dump on his <laughs> legacy. Wait, listen to this part. Anthony would need USA Basketball to grant him a waiver to play for Puerto Rico, which would be easily obtainable. <laughs> America, America's Logan. like, we don't need him anymore. We don't. It's like, you can have him, man. I'm glad that that's uh, clear now. Car- Carmelo okay, Anthony here- is just—he's oh. just the player to be named later. The Federation president, uh, <laughs> uh, Yum Yum, his, na- his name is spelled Yum, but it's—I guess it's Yum Ramos—is uh, uh-huh. determined to extend him an invitation. I'm a big fan of Carmelo, not only as a basketball player, but more importantly as one of our Puerto Rican heroes. He and his foundation have done a lot for Puerto Rico. I think along with J.J. Barea, Carmelo would make a huge impact on the team and lift the spirits of our country. His NBA future, this is from Woj, his NBA future is uncertain, but Puerto Rico basketball wants one of its most beloved figures to understand that he still has a warm embrace and a uniform waiting with the tiny island country. Do you believe who would be bigger in their country? Carmelo in Puerto Rico or... The the legend of Stefan Marbury in China. Wow. Who's bigger? Wow. So the, the Puerto Rican League isn't as big as the Chinese League, obviously. Yeah. It, what is the equivalent of getting your own musical about you and a statue in your country in Puerto Rico? I don't. Like, what's a smaller version of that? A small statue? Like a <laughs> smaller version? <laughs> Maybe just a, just a trophy? I don't know. Maybe some... For me... Personally, I would be fine with, like, a traditional, like, Puerto Rican dish. Like a food like to be named after, after you? After. Wow. Yeah. Like a food named I'm after good with you. That. I'm good with wow. that. Wow. The Carmelo. But, yeah. That's not, I'd order it. 
Wow. I think I would order it too. What would be in the Carmelo? I don't know. See, because I don't know Puerto Rican cuisine. Like, I don't want to make the generalization and say, oh, Mexican food, because I know that's not true. But Okay, I know we have I know we have Puerto Rican listeners. If you're listening and you're from Puerto Rico, tweet me at Nick Van Exit and uh you can tweet Josh too at Josh underscore Dak and mm-hmm. uh D A C K. Let us know what would be in a the Carmelo, the <laughs> whatever like a, a dish that you would make uh that would be the Carmelo. I'm excited. I'm excited to see if anybody responds to this. And then we can we can make it at home and get sick off that. So and miss our own shots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this dish will immediately uh, break your uh, your decision making. Like I'm still a starter in this league. Me off the bench. Me. Oh my god! I can't. I'm so glad that just came up on my <laughs> that I just got that notification. Uh, but like like let's make good on the tees. What do you think about the DeAndre Jordan situation? Are you as disappointed in DeAndre Jordan as like everyone else seems to be? No, I don't get it. Like I just, I, I, I haven't been disappointed in him. Has he turned the ball over more than I wanted him to from a guy playing the center yeah, position? Center. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I feel like there's just a lot of turnovers that happen around DeAndre Jordan. But I haven't been disappointed in him. I mean, when when the whole when the whole thing that people started noticing him icing out or you know pushing out Luca for that rebound, like that was the first time that that even like came across my mind. Besides that, I don't. I mean, I I don't have an issue with the way that DeAndre Jordan's played. I I've everything I've seen. I mean, has he? He's been, he's been lazy. He's been lazy defensively at yeah. times, and that's but, I think what everybody's pointing to. Everybody's kind of saying, "Well, he's not helping our defense as much as we thought he was going to." Yeah, but did we? Did we think he would? I mean, did we think he was going to come in here and be a world beater? Like, no, he was going to come in here and be. You know, he was going to improve the team from a rebounding standpoint, which he has done. But I mean, you've seen the defensive numbers been. They've gone on the decline for. You know, the last four or five years. From him, yeah. Yeah, from him. So I'm not surprised, but I've I've been personally okay with what we've gotten from DeAndre. I'd like to hear your take on it. Yeah, and I've been going back and I've I've been trying to do this DeAndre video the last couple of days. And it should be out by the time that you guys are watching this. And I think that some of the help stuff, which we, we kind of look at in that Tim McMahon report, was was about that his teammates were upset that he wasn't helping on defense. And there's obviously plays where he doesn't help on defense. He doesn't slide Correct. over. He doesn't come up and, and uh, you know, and when there's a switch happen, he doesn't switch right away. And there's obviously plays like that where he just doesn't throw his hands up. You know, the, those plays really stick out. But then sometimes there's just these, like, there's these situations he gets stuck in because Dennis and Luca get beat so often. Like the smallest screen comes over. Like Alex Len could come over and set the smallest screen on <laughs> on uh, Luca or Dennis, and they'll just get completely sh- like shut down. And then they'll they'll be like two feet behind the guy that they're defending. And so yeah. DeAndre has this choice now. He can either come up and pick up that that offensive player, which he probably should. So like this happened in the Lakers game. Uh, Ingram had the ball and uh, JaVale comes and sets a screen and then Ingram you know, drives towards a basket. DeAndre now has this decision where he can either go towards Ingram and try to stop the ball 
or Ingram's just going to easily pass it off to JaVale McGee. He he literally just can't make the right choice. He's kind of just hoping that Brandon Ingram does something stupid at that mm-hmm. point. And Brandon Ingram's a good playmaker. And so on this play, I think it was like in the second quarter, DeAndre goes up, he blocks the he blocks the ball with both hands, and then the ball the ball gets blocked to JaVale, and then JaVale just dunks it. <laughs> You're kind of like, okay, where was the help for DeAndre at that point? And so it's those kind of plays where I'm like, DeAndre can't be the answer to everything. You, ha- if you're gonna try this switching style, if you're going to try, you know, if you're gonna try to do that, I think you need better personnel. And, and they've been trying, sw- they've been trying to switch on defense, and it just doesn't work because they don't know each other that well. They can't like call out, and uh, you know, they're just. I don't. I also don't know if DeAndre is like the Barker that like a Tyson Chandler is. Like watching Tyson Chandler on the Lakers these last couple of games, he just is like back there like with his huge beard, just like <laughs> screaming yeah. out things and pointing out stuff. And he gets, you know, super hyped about stuff. And, and Deandre does too, to an extent, but I don't know if I've seen that. And then maybe it's just because I'm watching on TV and I'm not there. I think my next question to you would be, do you believe any of the hype or any of the talk around that Deandre Jordan is motivated by padding stats? By kind of looking out, obviously being in a mentor role for these guys and being a vocal leader on this team, but at the same time kind of making sure that he's looking out for himself so he looks good going into free agency next year. Here's a, I got a conspiracy theory. Put your tinfoil hat on, Dak. You ready? He He literally put it on. I think DeAndre Jordan knows exactly what makes him valuable. And I think that he's trying to play it up a little bit. Because if you look at his synergy stats, if you look at the tracking that they do, and synergy can only kind of track when you are defending the player. So, like, they have a stat for defending a pick and roll. If you're defending the ball handler, if you're defending the roll man, if you're defending a post-up, if you're defending an isolation attempt, if you're defending a, sh- a spot-up shot, they can't. it can't really track yet, or it's not available to the public or available to whatever I was able to get to. It can't track when you're supposed to help, you know, because that's that's kind of like a decision you have to make. It's, it's like you can't just straight up. I mean, the, the computer can't like know <laughs> what, what it was supposed to do. Right. It can't like really track that. And well, so the computer, the computer can't assume I like, right. can't assume and make. Well, I mean, his, he it can't, you know, there's no stat for intentions. <laughs> right. And so. DeAndre knows I think DeAndre knows that. And so I think maybe DeAndre makes more business decisions to try and make himself look better in that way more often. Cuz his stats defensively are going to look better if he's not trying if he's not if he's not being aggressive on defense and going after every single shot because then it's going to look like DeAndre's a terrible defender because all these, you know, shots and all these drives are coming at him from Luka and Dennis getting beat off their man. Yeah, and do I do I have an issue with him knowing where his value is and at this point in his career knowing what makes him valuable? No, I don't. I mean, that's that's somebody who knows what is going to get him another contract in this league and I, he is he is still a valuable asset. Like let's let's put that yeah. let's put that out here. Like he is still He's not a max player probably, anymore. No, no and I don't think, you know, if if the Mavericks decide at the end of end of this year, hey, we we have liked what we got in our trial run. Yes, we would like you to sign to a multi-year deal. 
I, I've enjoyed my ten day free trial of Diablo. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I will. I will buy. I will buy into this. I, I will, will continue. Wa- yeah, I'll continue watching Hulu with you, DeAndre. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I don't think that's going to come at you know a max price, or it, it shouldn't. Like it absolutely. Shouldn't. I mean, and like, he's been in the league ten ten plus years, so his max is like thirty. A lot of money. Thirty plus million. I mean, it's a lot of money. If you, if you're making. If you're making more a year than you are years old, that's a lot of money. More millions per year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm making $24 <laughs> in a day. Yeah, you're not doing well. I'm probably not doing that good. I don't I don't know. I don't have an issue with, Let's, with DeAndre. I don't have any beef. All right. That's good. Let's take another quick break. And when we come back, uh, more stuff from Dak. I don't know what it's going to be. I have to think about it. Surprise. So I guess let's preview the Warriors game tonight. Um, so the Warriors played Thursday. They got shellacked by the Rockets. 106 to 86. Um, Curry didn't play. Draymond Green played, but he only played like 24 minutes. Didn't score. <laughs> um, Good. Iguodala started with Klay Thompson, Damian Jones, Draymond, and Durant. Uh, Durant was 6 of 15. Scored 20 points. He's their leading score, and pretty much no one else hit shots. Really, uh, Clay was 0-5 from three, which is not good. <laughs> and entire, also not usual. Their entire team was pretty much negative, like in the plus minus. Uh, yeah. And then on the other side, you had James Ennis 19 points. So anytime James Ennis scores 19 points for you, that's probably a bad sign for the other team, unless he's like <laughs> the only one getting shots. So here's my thing with the Warriors: is like. Anytime that Draymond Green isn't happy, I am. Like that is that is that's how this works. Like anytime Draymond Green has a bad night, or I look at him on the bench and he looks like he doesn't want to be there, then I'm good. I'm good. Like I'm happy. So this is a good night for you. Yeah, I I don't like Draymond Green. I, this goes back a long time with you and me, Nick, because when we had that discussion, it seemed like it was like a week long discussion. Of who is a star in the NBA? Oh yeah, and you were like Draymond Green is a star, and I was yeah. like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to say that yet. I don't like Draymond Green. Now there, for me, there's some personal opinion there. It's an, I'm not. I can't go into this saying, oh, I'm unbiased. I I don't like the guy. So he is like borderline. That's just he me. is like borderline a star. You know? Yeah. But he, but he he has the personality to go with it. He's the one guy that from that group that can't go to another team, and that team. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's where we disagree. Be able to do it on their own. That's where we disagree. They're not going to be as good as the Warriors, obviously, but he can go to any other team and fit in anywhere. Yeah, but he's not. He's except like Detroit. They would have to yeah, get one of their guys. Clay Thompson goes to another team oh, and could be could be the guy there. Oh, obviously, Steph is the guy on the team. I don't know Kevin about Durant Clay being the. That. I don't know about Clay being the guy, but I think he could fit in anywhere. I think he could be the guy. The guy like so. like Harden is the guy, or the guy like. There's, I mean, that's two different games, but I think he is the key feature piece. He'd be like Reggie on, Miller. Yeah, and he was the key feature piece for Indiana. Yeah, or like Michael he was Lee. the name. Weird. Ah, oh, the lefty. <laughs> I like um, the lefty. What do you expect? I, I have no idea what to expect in this Warriors game tonight. Like it could be anything. The Mavericks could, you know, squeak, squeak out a win. The Warriors could dominate them. I can't see the Mavericks dominating. Like I can't see a game 
like the Mavericks had against the Jazz happening again. Unless the Mavs shoot 50% from three again. And if they do, <laughs> if, we beat, if we beat the Warriors by double digits, I will probably go out and make a rash purchase. <laughs> I don't know of what. But I'll buy something. Is it gonna be? Buy, is it gonna be consumable like food, or are you gonna like buy? It? I'm gonna leave that up to chance. Let's I'm call it. That can up. we can we call it? What are you buying if if the Mavericks went by double digits against the the Warriors? Is um, it a jersey? Is it a paraphernalia? Oof. Is it is paraphernalia? It one of those, what about, the heck? No, like Mavs paraphernalia. Okay, Come on, okay. Like, like a Mavs bong or something. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what if you buy one of those stupid car flags? Um, no, I gotta buy something better than that. Would That's you ever put a would you ever put one of those car flags on? You know where they have a lot of those car flags is in L.A. You know what I'll do the because Lakers I'm not sport. a I'm not a fan of the new city edition jerseys. Oh. I will. If the Mavericks win by double digits, wow. I will go I'll go buy a Luca Luca City Edition jersey. Shirt. Wow, you'd be the first one to buy a City Edition jersey. Yeah, because no they haven't sold any. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> they're ranked 30 out of 30 on the ring. <laughs> oh, yeah, I I read that. <laughs> I had to text one of my friends. I was like, "Guess where they went?" They said it, he's like, "It's got to be last. There's no other options." I said, "You're right." You're right, it was last. Zach Lowe and Howard I, Beck talked all about the jerseys, and they thought the Mavericks ones were fine. They had the same kind of opinion as me. They're like, they're fine, you know, and I think that they're I think they're okay. I don't think they're terrible. But when they don't inspire me. When I went to go read, like when when the Mavericks dropped these jerseys and they had like the explanation behind what each color means, I was like, I didn't I feel like I didn't write this good of like a report when I was trying to get into college. Like, this is literally an essay that they're trying to, like, sell me yeah, on. Yeah, who had to write on that, these jerseys. I, I don't know, but it just... You know what helps, though? What helps the jersey is it's not it's not black. It's, it's the gray, and I initially thought it was black and didn't like it. Um, it looks better on the court than it does in pictures, but I'm still... I, I would have... I would have gone with green. It doesn't distract though. Like, I, like the have you seen the Bucks ones? Those are loud. The Bucks Those ones are, are are yeah, they are loud is a good way to put it. Uh, it's a loud color, but the the Mavericks ones you kind of don't even like recognize. Like you don't even realize that it's a like it's a New Jersey. It's just yeah. kind of so. There. Who's let me ask you who's who's what's your favorite and what is your least favorite of the jerseys? The Miami yeah. Vice ones are incredible. Yeah, those are good. I love the Miami Vice ones. Um, I have love. I like the Brooklyn ones. The Brooklyn oh, those ones. are, dude. I you know what I like about the Brooklyn ones too is that, I mean, they have such a limited color scheme. It's black and white. Like, what do you what do you yeah, do? Yeah, what with can that? you do where, with it? Where do you go from there? Do you try to you know give a nod to you know maybe the do something with red of like the former Nets jerseys? No, you go, you go Biggie. And that is awesome, and I love that. Like it is, it looks, it looks so Brooklyn, and it's cool. And like, I would wear that somewhere. I love basketball jerseys. These ones I loved. I love the the Nuggets with the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Loved that one. I love the yep. New Orleans ones with the Mardi Gras colors. Yep. The purple, green, and, and yellow. Yeah, those I are loved, fun. I loved the uh, oh the. The Minnesota ones, the pink with the Prince inspired one, like those, yeah, that, like that's what you need. You need 
something to latch onto. I feel like a broken record talking about these jerseys, but you need something to latch onto that is inspired by your city. Like even freaking See, Minnesota has something. Well, okay, that's a, you that's you, you were born and jersey. raised in Dallas. What could Dallas have latched onto that's like about the city that they could have have done? Could they have done a Cowboys one? They probably could have. Yeah, go with like the navy blue inspired. Do I mean give do like a navy blue version of with kind of the old like Dallas Mavericks lettering, do something in cursive, do something cowboy themed. Like it just uh, wait, 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 it's okay. I was talking about the Dallas Cowboys, like the football team. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, you're so not talking like, about like rodeo cowboys. <laughs> well, I mean it's it's both. I mean, do like put a cowboy hat on there. Like go with the old school logo, but maybe go with like navy blue. Could they do a big Tex one? No, that'd be cheap. That would end up looking like that would end up looking like Woody from Toy Story. That's just that's what every player's just out. The, the shorts look in. like jean shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just <laughs> just a little sheriff, just a little sheriff's like star on there. Yeah, shirt. there's a star on the where the five miles logo goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else? What else could they have done that's like Dallas theme? Because I didn't grow up in Dallas. Isaac didn't grow up in Dallas. What's another theme kind of thing? <sighs> Man, okay, so if we're the perfect jersey was okay, so I know I think you saw these as well, was from Tyler Upchurch on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. His mock up of Did he have the green one with the the stri- like oh half green, half God. white? Dude, take all my money right now. Like they <laughs> they are incredible. And it's it's be I like the color scheme. It's simple. It works. I like the cursive because the cursive gives you kind of just like a little bit of a Western look. Like it's not it's not necessarily like a nod to something necessarily, but it is better looking. It look it just <laughs> looks good. It's it's appealing. I don't I don't necessarily know. I don't necessarily know what like you could really I don't know what you could really do because I think that a lot of what the the city edition um, is in our alternates, like with the one with the skyline a little bit. Like oh, I think yeah. that that kind of suffices for a Dallas jersey. And they kind of tried to do that last year with the green trim, you know, like the neon green mm-hmm. trim. Try to look like what's that building? I can't ever remember the name of that building. Uh, Reunion Tower. No, no. Oh, the Ch- Chase Tower. Chase Tower. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I also hated the Lakers jerseys. I absolutely hate the Lakers jerseys. And I hate that LeBron passed Wilt Chamberlain in those stupid Lakers City Edition jerseys. Yeah, they're they're horrible. I think my favorite my favorite would be, I think, I would have to go with Denver. The Nuggets are genius. They look they look, look great. So good. They're just a modern version of their throwback uniforms, and they look they look so so good. They're perfect. I really, I actually did, even though I don't necessarily like the design itself. Like I think that Minnesota's Prince jerseys, it's smart. It's a smart design. Yeah, like it's intelligent. It makes sense. It's awesome because not a lot of great things come out of Minneapolis. So why does might as well ride on the back of something it is my least favorite one <laughs> just because they look horrible um I, I can't stand memphis jerseys oh they they look horrible i and can't even think just, of what those look like i don't even it's know. just it's just a practice jersey like it just it looks miserable oh. it's like this like 
with this weird yellow down the side and I don't know. It doesn't look great. I can't even I can't even find them. Yeah, because they shouldn't exist. <laughs> I guess they don't. Um oh yeah, yeah. They look exactly like the Pacers jerseys. Yeah, and exactly. the, but they're worse. Yeah, uh, and the the Spurs camouflage is garbage too. It's absolute yeah. garbage. I don't know. That's just what they roll with, though. I feel like that's just their go-to. It's so tired. I don't like it. I'm not about it. All right, Dak. Any parting words for the locked on listeners on on this Saturday? Um. No, I got nothing. I'm good. I'm chilling, man. I just I'm about to go eat some pizza and Ooh. life life's life's good for me. I got I got those waiting. Um. But yeah, man. I mean, let's let's hope that the Mavericks can. I mean, can keep this thing going. If they can get a win against Golden State, Mavericks fans should feel so good about where their team is because this. I mean, this team is playing so confidently. And talking about a guy who has been just blown out everybody's expectations, like seeing Dorian Finney-Smith take the next step yes. in this game and being a legit shooter, like. Man, that is that is so encouraging because his his shot looked so broken at points last year, and now you know he's finally at a point where he's playing playing confidently. You know, I just let, let's hope let's hope this thing keeps rolling because it's fun. It's fun to talk about a good team. I love talking about a good team. I love wins. <laughs> Don't we all? Wins are good for the podcast. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for. Uh, Thanks for listening this week. We, uh, we, if they win, maybe Isaac and I will do a, uh, a win podcast. We can't promise the win podcast anymore. We've just gotten too busy. Uh, but hopefully this weekend we can do it and we'll make it work. But I hope you enjoy these last two podcasts with, uh, with Mavs highlights and then with Josh Dak. Uh, so follow them on Twitter. Uh, Josh is at Josh underscore Dak. He's got all kinds of Dallas sports thoughts. One of the, one of the best Rangers minds in the game. Oh, man. Appreciate that. Thanks. I'll, I'll pay you later. I'll make sure to pay you later. Just give me some of that pizza. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Boom. We'll see ya. That was so late.